Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we have part 9 of the story of Prince Ahmed and the Fairy Parabanu. In our last episode, the sorceress, the magician whom the Sultan sent to trail Prince Ahmed and discover his secrets, has informed him that the Sultan should request a very interesting and very peculiar gift from his son and from the fairy Parabanu. A pavilion large enough to hold all of his armies, but small enough to fit in his hand. Let's see if Parabanu can deliver on this bizarre and specific request. Today, in part 9, the story of Prince Ahmed and the fairy Parabanu. Prince Ahmed never expected that the sultan his father would have asked such a thing which at first appeared so difficult not to say impossible. Though he knew not absolutely how great the power of genies and fairies was, he doubted whether it extended so far as to compass such a tent as his father desired. At last he replied, Though it is with the greatest reluctance imaginable, I will not fail to ask the favor of my wife your majesty desires, but will not promise you to obtain it. And if I should not have the honor to come say again to pay my respects, that shall be the sign that I have not had success. But beforehand, I desire you to forgive me and consider that you yourself have reduced me to this extremity. Son, replied the Sultan of the Indies, I should be very sorry if what I ask of you should cause me the displeasure of never seeing you more. I find you don't know the power a husband has over a wife, and yours would show that her love to you was very indifferent if she, with the power she has of a fairy, should refuse you so trifling a request as this I desire you to ask of her for my sake. The prince went back, and was very sad for fear of offending the fairy. She kept pressing him to tell her what was the matter, and at last he said, Madam, you may have observed that hitherto I have been content with your love, and have never asked you for any other favor. Consider then, I conjecture you that it is not I, but the sultan my father, who indiscreetly, or at least I think so, begs of you a pavilion, large enough to shelter him, his court, and army from the violence of the weather, and which a man may carry in his hand. But remember, it is the sultan my father asks this favor. Prince, replied the fairy, smiling, I am sorry that so small a matter should disturb you and make you so uneasy as you appeared to me. Then the fairy sent for her treasurer, to whom, when she came, she said, Norgihan? which was her name. Bring me the largest pavilion in my treasury. Norgehan returned presently with the pavilion which she could not only hold in her hand, but in the palm of her hand when she shut her fingers, and presented it to her mistress, who gave it to Prince Ahmed to look at. When Prince Ahmed saw the pavilion which the fairy called the largest in her treasury, he fancied that she had a mind to jest with him, and thereupon the marks of his surprise appeared presently in his countenance, which Parabanu perceived burst out of laughing. What, prince, cried she, do you think I jest with you? You'll see presently that I am in earnest. Nogahan, said she to her treasurer, taking the tent out of Prince Ahmed's hands, go and set it up, that the prince may judge whether it will be large enough for the sultan his father. The treasurer went out immediately with it, out of the palace, and carried it a great way off, and when she had set it up, one end reached to the very palace, 
at which time the prince, thinking it small, found it large enough to shelter two greater armies than that of the sultan his father's, and then said to Parabanu, I ask my princess a thousand pardons for my incredulity. After what I have seen, I believe there is nothing impossible to you. You see, said the fairy, that the pavilion is larger than what your father may have occasion for, for you must know that it has one property, that it is larger or smaller, according to the army it is to cover. The treasurer took down the tent again, and brought it to the prince, who took it, and without staying any longer than till the next day mounted his horse, and went with the same attendance to the sultan his father. The sultan, who was persuaded that there could not be any such thing as a tent as he asked for, was in a great surprise at the prince's diligence. He took the tent, and after he had admired its smallness, his amazement was so great that he could not recover himself. When the tent was set up in the great plain, which we have before mentioned, he found it large enough to shelter an army twice as large as he could bring into the field, but the sultan was not yet satisfied. Son, said he, I have already expressed to you how much I am obliged to you for the present of the tent you have procured me, that I look upon it as the most valuable thing in all my treasury, but you must do one more thing for me, which will be every whit as agreeable to me. I am informed that the fairer your spouse makes use of a certain water, called the water of the fountain of lions, which cures all sorts of fevers, even the most dangerous, and, as I am perfectly well persuaded my health is dear to you, I don't doubt but you will ask her for a bottle of the water for me, and bring it me as a sovereign medicine, which I may make use of when I have occasion. Do me this other important piece of service, and thereby complete the duty of a good son towards a tender father. And that is part nine in the story of the Prince Ahmed and the Fairy Parabanu. When we return next week, we will see the end of the story of Prince Ahmed and the Fairy Parabanu, and I do hope you've enjoyed all the twists, turns, and nooks and crannies that we've gotten into, because it is going to wrap up in a very, I will say, unexpected way. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Folktale Project. If you'd like to help support the project, you can head over to patreon.com slash folktaleproject, or you could always just share with the stories with someone you love. I do appreciate that. As always, thank you so much for listening.